the Tefl Commute, Season 10, Episode 6, Just Desserts, in which the whole crew of the Tefl Commute are dropped onto an island and forced to teach. Let's see what happens. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, Sean. Hello, everybody. <laughs> welcome. Well, I'm going to welcome everybody to the TEFL Commute. Uh, this is a podcast for language teachers that's not about language teaching, is it, Sean? Well, no, but, but I think but all the, of this season it has come up. I know, but <laughs> our tagline is it's not about language teaching, but the topic always seems to come up. It is a podcast for language teachers. I'm your host, Lindsay Clanfield. And, and I'm the other host, Sean Wilden. And, and we're at the End of another yes. season. End of another season. And usually at the end of a season, we try to do something kind of sort of different and special and bring in other people on the team, on the Tefl Commute family. Um, Sean, we, we're going back in time to do something that we forced other people to do, but we haven't done yet ourselves. That's right. Yeah, you, as you said, the episode is called Just Desserts. And for a number of our seasons, we uh, used to do a, um, a, a feature called Dessert Island, um, and we did Dessert Island so we didn't get sued. And it's one of those things that we did and we've forgotten to do. And then uh, we thought uh, we should do a roundtable episode this time. So we're going to send everybody that's been with us before to a desert island, uh, a dessert island. Um, but we should actually remember to bring it back properly in a future season, don't you think? I agree. I agree. But meanwhile, shall we cue the music and and whisk off to meet our other our other contestants? Welcome to the dessert island. Yes, you heard that right, dessert island. A section lovingly named after all the students who have had trouble sorting out their puddings from their side. Loosely based on an idea that the BBC had some years ago, we interview a person in ELT about things they would take with them if they suddenly had to go and teach on a remote island. And of course, we also find out what dessert they take with them to eat. Okay, so now we should have our uh, our other people here. Uh, James, are you there? Hi, James. Hello. Lovely to be back, al- allowed back here, even if I am being deserted. <laughs> allowed back. Now, that's an interesting phrase, isn't it, Lindsay, given how much we try to get him to speak in this, uh, this season. <laughs> yes, it, it, indeed it is. I'll leave it there. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that one, maybe in an outtake. <laughs> and uh, someone who made an appearance at, in, a, in a different role, in a, in a, in a guest hat in uh in the first episode of this season but he's a regular contributor uh, throughout the whole or has been sorry a regular contributor for the for the whole of the 10 seasons kerry are you there i am indeed hello very nice to be here i'm not going to make a horrible pun with dessert <laughs> not yet, not yet. The, the, epi- the episode is young <laughs> 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 okay, so for those of you who are uh, who are joining uh, in season ten and don't know what the dessert island is, we basically whisk our, our teacher away to this premise that they're on an island and for some reason it's deserted, but there's a class there, so they have to teach. 
and we uh, we allow them to take uh, a teaching book, a teaching aid, and of course, the most important thing, a dessert. So we're going to run through that uh, together. But what I thought would be interesting first, if it is actually we're sending you to a deserted island, then obviously we're not all together. So let's uh, let's find out where you are. So what kind of island are you on? Uh, James, would you like to tell the audience what kind of dessert island we've thrown you on? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's going to have to be a tropical island. Uh, I want the sandy beach. Uh, I want palm trees. Uh, I want parrots. Uh, and I want big fronds that I can use to uh, keep myself out of the sun. So about, but not too hot, about 27, 28 degrees. That's, that's... That's that's where you'll find me. So basically, you're staying at home then, given you live in Brazil. Well, true, <laughs> but I'm a, I, I am about a, probably about a thousand kilometres from the <laughs> from the sea, so uh, not exactly. So it's, all right, fair fair enough. Okay, Kerry, what kind of island are you are you getting abandoned to? Okay, so I think maybe my first choice would have been tropical, but I'm going to leave that one to James. Mine's a little bit more kind of rugged red cliffs maybe caves in the cliffs um bit windswept but shrubs and and some shelter it's not completely desolate and fresh water plenty of fresh water oh, you've gone for the resources nice one Lindsay. are you are you with shrubs or with uh with palm trees okay so you know the end of the film uh the last jedi where luke skywalker oh, yeah. they find him on this island like that has a a single peak like uh, it's yeah, a bit yeah. like carrie's island Sp spoiler but it's spoiler alert <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that one given the new films coming out in a couple of weeks? So I'm on an island like that. It's quite green, so maybe it's like an Irish kind of island, I suppose, an, an island like that, but with like a like a like a weird rock out outcropping that kind of like you know you have to climb up. I can send the students up to the top or down, and there's a bit. There are shrubs as well. Um, it's is a it, bit, is, is, are shrubs a Spanish thing? The two. I, I don't know. Maybe we. <laughs> Karen and I both live in Spain. Maybe we're missing shrubbery. Um, and, uh, and and also and mine is quite. Um, yeah, it's it's lots of hard edges, and um, you know you can't really not you can't envision swimming. It's 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 this is a place where serious learning has to take place. Seriously, I'm just realized, you know this is not the not the National Geographic. Yeah, what I, I just realised <laughs> uh, with, with Lindsay there, I just realised what we should have done is say to the audience, okay, pick up a pen and a piece of paper. We're going to dictate <laughs> to you an island, draw it as, oh, as, no. uh, as as they do it, or, or, or of course in Lindsay style, close your eyes and visualise. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, so mine would be actually thinking of drawing. I think mine would be that kind of almost stereotypical kids drawing island. So if you ask a, a kid to draw a, an island, you know, they draw a, the, the island and draw the blue crane around for the sea. And I, on one side, I'd have a volcano. Uh, and then on the other, I'd have a beach. And in the middle, there'd be some pirate treasure and a big X somewhere. So that's the kind of island I think I'd like to be, be, be on. Right. Um, Can I just say... I, I'm amazed that Lindsay didn't use this as an opportunity to shoehorn in his lesson, the 
the island. Oh, yes, well, that island is pretty made up. Uh, yeah. Amazing. I'm surprised you didn't say, I would like to live on the island that I created. currently available on my website. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can leave that out, everybody. All right, continue. <laughs> so, so, now, so now everybody's uh, Googling where, where that is. Okay, so, right, you are duly deserted onto your uh, island of choice. Uh, and before, and, and as you get your bearings and begin to understand where you are and wonder why there's a class of people waiting for you since you've just woken up on a deserted island, um, you look around and you uh, obviously look in your backpack, which where you have bought some resources with you. Uh, so basically, your favourite uh, resource uh, is what is essentially what we're, we're asking for the resource you would go to. So let's begin then with uh, um, a teaching book of some kind. So you know, a methodology book, a recipe book, those, those kind of things. Uh, let's start with Lindsay. What's okay. the one teaching book you can take with you? I'm going to assume, because we talked about this before, that the students who have magically appeared on the island, I suppose I don't, we don't get off the island until they all speak English, right? Well, <laughs> well and, and, until, I think going back to your island, until they can send the message, isn't it? Until, yes, that's true. Yeah. A B2 right. level message. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, then, so, so my, my teaching resource book that I would have, assuming that they have paper and pens and, and, and I have some kind of board to write on, uh, would be five minute activities. This is a resource book, a classic in my mind, absolute classic, um, by Penny Err and Andrew Wright. Um, I have the original version, which is the green and blue version. Uh, cover. I think it's been reissued recently. Cambridge University Press. This is a book that I used to call uh, five minute activities that aren't really five minutes, but they're great <laughs> anyway, because many of the, my favorite activities here, and it is literally a list, like a whole bunch of kind of classic activities for everything from, you know, like uh, comparing things, um, changing sentences. Um, so sort of classics and then sort of twists on things um, organized alphabetically which is curious, so, but they have a kind of good index and stuff. And even just like when you go back to this book, there's so many things that are, that are well-known and loved, but also so many interesting ones that like every time I go back, I always discover something new that I think, oh, maybe I would try that. So that one would be my, my one book. I, it was one of the first books that I ever taught with. It's always seen me write, and I haven't used it for a long time, so I think I could use this to draw as a wealth for inspiration there it's, you you just picking up on that you said it's curious it's um listed alphabetically things are listed alphabetically I never thought yeah. of that before but it is because it's just the title of an activity so yeah, it that's right. really help yeah so it's even even more random because <laughs> yes. it's whatever title they gave them anyway but yeah great stuff okay thank you very much so that would i guess lots of five minute activities are, are probably what's needed with a lot of students uh in shock uh, why the hell am i on this island <laughs> yeah. um, here put this post-it on your head yeah no, no. <laughs> this so comparison the, the, this grain of sand is bigger than this grain of sand. Yeah. um kerry uh, are you a five minute activity person or you've got a different type of book okay so uh, how, how could i not be a five minute activity person but mine is a very different kind of book I'm going with Natural Grammar by Scott Thornbury. Ooh, that's a little bit of it. That's a oh, it's a deep cut. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of like, oh. <laughs> none of none of this playing activities and games, right? Let's get the grammar. Out. Okay, <laughs> but I can see why. I can see why. Help with. <laughs> no, it's like you pick a word, and I love one-word lessons. So we just kind of go with whatever you know. Like there's a whole unit on up. I think that's just great. I think it would be such a great opportunity to experiment with Can just going with one word at a time and then seeing where it takes us. Really 
Yeah, it'd be, it could be like out there on our rugged island. For, for our for our listeners, Carrie, can you um can you just uh, briefly explain what natural grammar is a little bit more? Just uh, like what the what the organizing purpose behind yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. So um, the the tagline on the uh, title is the keywords of English and how they work. And basically, each unit looks at uh, the grammar surrounding a word, which is very clever. So, for example, um, you might have the verb can, and you look at all of the different meanings and uses for can at various different levels. Um, and so um, you can have, here I'm looking at the can page, can plus infinitive, can, can't plus have and past participle, set phrases, and then there are exercises, and the exercises are superb. I mean, they're just like, it's a total training book as well for writing grammar exercises. Um, and I think maybe uh, Scott Thornbury himself once said that he thinks that this book is mainly on the bookshelves of um, materials writers because it, it's, I, it, I would it, think yeah, I would agree indeed. So I wouldn't have to worry about that side of the teaching at all because it would be covered in the book. And I really like this idea that you look in detail around how one particular word works within patterns and collocations and set phrases. And um, but yeah, is that enough? No, it sounds, yeah. sounds, sounds uh, great. It's a bit serious, but yeah. Among the shrubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Kerry's going to teach in the morning, then write materials in the afternoon. You know, once a materials writer, always a material <laughs> writer. I don't know how many publishers there are going to be on this island. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, put it in a bottle. Edition of one, one copy. <laughs> Desert Island Publishing. There you go. Uh, James, since you're, you're back there, uh, are you going for the natural grammar line, the five-minute activity line? Where, where's your book? What is it? No, <laughs> although I, I was also very tempted by Penny Er book as well, which was not um, uh, five-minute activities, but grammar practice activities, mm -hmm. which is a oh, Actually, that's a lovely thing. Yeah, it was like a, that was a nice kind of mixture between <laughs> care. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but I'm not going for that. And then the other thing I thought of was thinking also of Scott Thornbury because I was thinking if ever there was a place to teach Unplugged, then surely it would be okay. on a desert island. So perhaps, uh, you know, uh, teaching Unplugged by Scott Thornbury and Luke Meddings. However, I have decided to go for a different kind of book, which is uh, The English Verb by Michael Lewis. Ooh, another Ooh. grammar, another grammar this, geek. And by the way, has anyone noticed yeah. he's kind of managed to talk about three books so far? Yeah, yeah. Four, I was about but... to interject and say, James, we asked you what book you are going to bring, not, <laughs> not what you're not going to bring. Go on, James. <laughs> What's The English Verb? Tell our listeners and why. So this was published in 1989 and in it basically michael lewis who many people will know as uh, as the creator of the lexical approach um we're basically breaks down the the, uh, the the kind of grammar rules that we teach our students and sort of says basically okay that most of those things aren't really tr true and this is what we what is actually uh, going on and it, it's such an interesting book i know quite a few people who sort of read it and had their minds blown because they're just saying, oh, everything I thought was real is not real. Um, and <laughs> it, the reason I want to take it, it with is, me... It is the red pill or blue pill book, isn't it? It's, sort of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's often yeah, given yeah. to diploma or delta trainees, sort of like, once you read this... But, it's kind of, but, you do, but that's what it was it's one of those but i remember coming across it on my dtefla um 
belter as it is now. And it's going, oh my gosh, why have I never, yeah. th- never done this before? Yeah. But what I find really fascinating about it is the fact that, I mean, he's right. And it was published, you know, um, 30 years ago and we're still doing the same thing as we were then. So, um, I mean, you could argue that it hasn't had the influence that uh, maybe it could have. But um, what I found was, I just found that I, I read it once and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to le- read this again at least once. Yeah. Uh, well, at least one more time. So that's the reason I want to take it to the Desert Island because it will give me a chance to kind of actually sort of read it. And, and <laughs> it might give a chance for actually to take hold with the students because if they don't have any other contradictory stuff to it, you might actually finally get them to yeah. kind of internalize yeah. English that way Still, and grammar that uh, yeah. anyway. But it's, it's interesting. It's not taking hold. I, I think you'd have in a way. It's like I mean, it's the the way the work of that's been championed. I guess by oh, definitely, by, yes. by many but people. The sort now. of the naming, the nomen, nomenclature of the verbs, and and yeah. you know, he wanted to rename. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whether things are tenses or not. Anyway, we're getting too deep into it, but well, this is a podcast about English teaching. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean, what's your book? Well, um, as you know, uh, James and Lindsay in particular, I'm not one to not labour a joke or a point. Jamie Oliver's Jamie Oliver's desserts or something like no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> those are people that are obviously listen to this podcast in order will know that in episode five, I kicked your butt. Uh, so my, <laughs> oh, gosh. so obviously being on a, on a desert Island where you're obviously going to have this context of teaching, which is difficult. It would seem that the best book to take would be a book called dealing with difficulties. So my Aww. choice of book <laughs> is dealing with Aww. difficulties by Lindsay Aww. Canfield and Luke. Do you know, I know. I think the writer of that is really, really interesting. Yeah, What's yeah. his name? Luke. Luke. Uh, Luke uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a really oh, yeah. excellent Just writer. The backhanded compliments. Thank you, anyway. Guys. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay. I, I, I was actually going to choose something else. I'm not going to do a, a James, but then I realised the book was still out from the last podcast, and I thought, perfect, difficult situation. And genuinely, and, and I did say this in yes. episode five. I generally do love the book, and I think I, it gave me so many ideas for dealing with difficult students. There's difficult context where students are not yes. going to be concentrating all the time, uh, and I think the sand. You know, I think a reward chart has a perfect place on a desert <laughs> island. So, uh, and incidentally, there aren't. If anybody's thinking about this book dealing with difficulties there is not a chapter on dealing with sharks or with or with other <laughs> or shawns <laughs> it is and just to contextualize it for people that don't know it is on the more of the recipe book side but it's one of those books that has a bit of reference uh, recipe and methodology uh yeah. hence the reward chart from from last time lovely loads of loads of activities that would help any teacher dealing with uh, difficult classes uh, so joking aside uh, I, I, the book does have my respect oh um, so moving on, uh, that was that was our books. Quite a, a, a collective mix. Yeah. Shall we take a quick break before going to the next part? All right. So, as I might say, just for the break, eclectic mix of books. I wonder if our teaching items will be very similar. I'll get I'll get the ball rolling with the teaching items, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a, a something which I kind of relatively new to as a teaching item, but I love. I'm going to take a box of Lego. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Okay. 
I see some cuisine air rods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a twist on the cuisine air rods. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, until until maybe two years ago, if I'd been asked this question, I always take cuisine air rods, and I have a set of cuisine air rods sat beside me now. Many people know that I'm a uh, I'm more I'm a techie teacher, so I use mobiles and iPads and stuff like that. But um, I always, I love my Cuisinair rods. Uh, but I've kind of moved it. I guess it's as my son has developed a Lego collection. I've moved it to Lego because it's actually the more you can do with it. Um, and uh, obviously, Lego's like Cuisinair rods on steroids. Yeah, pretty much because <laughs> you can build. I mean, obviously, Cuisinair rods you can build with, but they've got a tendency to fall down. Uh, yes. But Lego sticks together, so you can still do like prawn exercises, but you can do buildings and do task based. Stuff so would you just have the generic Lego or would you have like the ginormous Millennium Falcon oh, Lego? No, set? <laughs> my goal if, if, if the podcast ever makes money, I'm buying the Millennium Falcon, it's only 650 pounds. <laughs> but you would have the generic, yeah, just a generic set of and... yeah, just a, a, a what they call the creative blocks, the, the just a box of that that we could use, uh, for it. I mean, I really, um Aside from a dessert island, I've really got got into it, not just with, and obviously I can't do this bit on the dessert island, but it's great for making uh, projects and stopgap animation films and all this kind of stuff, but we won't have phones to be able to make that. But, uh, but on the other side, it just can be simply quiz and air rod material. So I think it's got, a, it's got a lot of uses that it could be put to. So I'd go for Lego. And in your free time, you could sit there and build a little car. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> or a boat, maybe, to get off the island. Well. That might be more useful. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry, what would you take? What would be your teaching item? Okay, would I be allowed to take a toolkit? As in, you know, your kind of household to toolkit, which has got a hammer and nails and a saw and a drill and stuff Are you like that? Planning on building a classroom. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's okay because they do sell them as it's like a thing, right? Yeah. Doesn't seem to me it's like a teaching aid, but you well, can explain yeah, how this is what I want see to where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> I just see have an image of Kerry laying these out one at a time on the shrubs, <laughs> and the students were thinking, "What is going to happen?" Oh, here? I know you're going to make a make a space. <laughs> well, I was thinking we could go for like you know problem based learning, okay. and then they've got you know that's it. The problem is that we need to make something or other and there's the tools and then they've got the raw materials around them and then we'll discuss which is the best way who has the best solution for the problem we'll dip into natural grammar every now and then when a word comes up that's interesting to look at wow we could have a wild time oh it's a it sounds very task-based it's the ultimate task-based the, the task being teacher kerry needs a new home i think Yes. And then, and then, and then a jetty for a, a little, uh, you know, a, a pier for the, for the, the boat to dock. Okay. So, uh, so two of us have gone for <laughs> items which can be used in task based learning. Uh, Lindsay, what are you going to, uh, okay. I, I have one thing, my first thing, but I have a backup in case you don't accept it. So, I don't know because it is a book, but I consider it more a teaching aid than a book. And it's a dictionary, a learner's dictionary. Uh, is that a book or is that a teaching aid? I was wondering whether we'd have one of those anyway. You know, like on the, oh. the Desert Island Discs, the, what is it? The, the complete oh, work. yeah, you've got a book Bible of the Complete anyway. Work of Moses Shakespeare. Sean's uh, in charge here, so... Uh, I have a backup. Is your second item better than a dictionary? 
Uh, it's different. It's different. It's different. <laughs> Go for it. So, I mean, okay. we, we, okay. we had, we had three so books. The dictionary is there already. Okay, so that's fine. Um, so the second thing, which is more teaching aid, and I, I used to always have one of these in my bag, is a deck of cards. Because oh, yeah. a deck of cards, um, aside from being something where you can play solitaire when you're waiting for the class to start, or you can get card games going and stuff like that, so versatile. Like I once had activities where I had conversation questions, one written for each card so people would draw a card and there'd be a question for it they're great for organizing students into pairs groups of fours you know all the aces sit over there the kings over here the twos over here etc you can regroup people afterwards um it's great for all of that kind of stuff you could do storytelling with the cards i can think off the top of my head at least like a a, a, a six to a dozen activities that you could probably do with the cards um and it's great for whiling away the time when you're not teaching yeah, it's a, that's a good one. I'm quite liking our resources, actually, if I'm honest. James, are you going to add to this wonderful set? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's kind of obvious, but I think a big stack of post-it notes would be very handy, don't you think? Um, <laughs> yes. I think, if I remember rightly, uh, Christine Rib... Uh, uh, yeah. I can't remember. Christine Yeah, she wanted post-it notes from way back in, <laughs> in season two, I think it was. Yeah. It's a good thing, though, to have. I hadn't remembered. No, yeah, that. I'm not this year. I just sort of just remember it bizarrely that it came up then. Go on, then, James. Uh, post it notes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the flexibility, right? It's like the playing cards. Is, so, I mean, if you wanted to, you could turn them into a deck of playing cards, I suppose. But um, that's true. But uh, you can just do so many, so many different activities with them: games, uh, writing activities, and just tons of tons of stuff. So, uh, and they also serve as kindling for seventy-five. <laughs> yes. Different colours, uh, you know. <laughs> And also, I imagine we'll know people would know when they arrive in in, in James's island because the whole thing would be covered with post-it notes with the name of everything written on it. You know, like <laughs> palm, coconut, you know, beetle. We just have shrubs. Uh, <laughs> yes, poor students walking around with like hardly any clothes, but covered in paper, paper, uh, you know, paper, uh, yeah, whatever. But, but, Elbow, you know, the one who you know, the, the body, the body yeah. unit, yeah, like. I, I just imagine like like the the, the almost naked uh, people with stickers on the back. Again, yeah, you know? yeah the <laughs> stickers on all profession? their bits. What's my profession? I need <laughs> yeah. three questions. Somebody tell me. <laughs> yes, right. A Lord of the Flies situation <laughs> happening on James's oh, but, but let's face it, we've got Lego, we've got tools, we've got post-it notes, and we've got a deck of cards. That's a fairly that's, that's a pretty that's, good that's a pretty haul. good set of resources. If you turned up in a, in an actual language school, not an exerted island, then they were yeah. your, they were your materials. You'd be happy, I think. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't fall. Shall we take another break? Okay, the third and final part of this then is our uh, we because we we originally named the uh, the segment Dessert Island. The final question is the rather surreal to, to avoid copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so not what book would you take and what's your favorite track? This has but, nothing to do. <laughs> what's your favorite dessert? And that's it. So what would you be on a dessert island? What dessert would you like to be deserted with? Wow, look at that. Nice. Get, get those all. Um, oh, I can't remember who hasn't started yet. James, go on. Go, tell us what dessert you would take with, with you. So this dessert uh, doubles up because the thing about it is, you, as you know, I'm on a tropical island, right? And the, and the fruit I need for this dessert 
you can't get on a tropical island. So I'll be able to get a bit of a taste of home. Uh, so I'm going to have a lifetime supply of my mum's summer fruit pudding. Mm. Oh, nice. No. Is that like a, is a, is a, is a fruit pudding? Is that like a trifle kind oh, of no, thing? Let or? Me, so I'll express very simple to make, but when it's good, oh man. So well, you, you need a lot of, a lot of red fruits, right? So whatever red fruits you like, blackberries, strawberries, whatever. And you line a bowl with white bread, remove the crusts. Uh, you fill the, fill the bowl with the red fruits. Uh, you put another layer of white bread on top, put the cling film on it or a plate underneath, turn it over and leave it in the fridge overnight. And then the next morning, the bread has soaked up all that juice. Oh, oh something else. No, no sugar, no anything. It's all just natural. Just that then. Just natural. It's as easy as that. Oh, it's wow. just the best thing. But a bit of it. sugar in it from the fruit, wouldn't they? Well, yeah, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's a glorious, yeah. a glorious thing, and it would be very refreshing on a on a hot tropical island. Fair enough. Excellent. Uh, would you still want it in a after a year supply though? I mean, like, yeah. the, well, the, I'm going to assume the, that there's some kind of you know, like it's flown in and parachuted, you know. Yeah, they're not going to take you off the island, but they'll they'll, yeah. they'll fly in your yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> or, or it'll spawn in a little in a little <laughs> chest that you have to go and open. Yeah. Okay. Gamers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Kerry, uh, what what dessert would uh, would you like to have for the next year on your island? Okay, it's not a million miles away from James's. I think it would be a crumble of some sort, oh, and I think it mm. would probably be apple. And oh, uh, yeah. it could be any fruit in there, really. But it's the kind of crumbly, biscuity pop which is really nice. And I'd like to make it with a bit of brown sugar and cinnamon or something like that. Mm. And who knows, if it's cold on my island, which I guess it is sometimes because it's windswept, then maybe a bit of custard on the side. Oh, warm custard. Warm custard, mm. yeah. That, that is I'm never, yeah, warm not, not a custard, custard now. Crumble. <laughs> okay, summer fruits and then, uh, then uh, crumble. Uh, mm -hmm. And Lindsay, you're bringing. Okay, so I, I, this, it was just the first thing that jumped into my head, and I thought, could I, a, a year supply or whatever supply until they get to B2, would that be too much? Um, but I thought, uh, I, I thought this first, so I thought, I'm going to go with it. And it would be stuff that I can't get on my rocky, craggy northern island, island, sorry. It would be a banoffee pie. Ah. Now, a banoffee, oh. I only learned this from being in England, because I think it's a very English thing. It and it's like banana, toffee, kind is of... It, is it a, an English thing? I never realized well, that. Well, actually, let me I've, tell I've you. I've never seen me, it. I can tell you something about that. A banoffee pie was invented in Sussex in the 1970s, just like me. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just like, just like oh. James. James Banoffee. So, um, there you go. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, make, so, I make a good one. A banoffee pile, it is a, it is a, so it's banana, toffee, and it's sort of like it's like, for those who don't know it, it what is it? it's like it's like it looks like a, in bars isn't it it's like a like a little kind of no it comes like cereal a, bars in, no 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 it comes round like oh, okay. it looks like almost like a cheesecake or something you know like a big yeah, oh, yeah, okay. i've seen it in bars as and well you can have it but, yeah. with pastry or you can have it with like a biscuit base but the traditional way oh i like the biscuit base. james like he's, he's put himself oh, down wow, as yeah. Yeah. i'm a bit yeah, of a really? okay. it's one of my specialities it's very popular is it really oh wow okay Ah, well, delicious stuff. Anyway, so that would be my my dessert that would come in every once in a while. Fair enough. 
Um, which leaves me. So I'm going to go to a dessert which reminds me of my many years living in the Czech Republic. And in Czech, it would be Medovdik, uh, which is honey cake. Um, and it's mm. that's a, a pretty much what uh, the name gives it what it is. It's a, it's a cake, which is uh, basically lots of caramel, uh, lots of butter, lots of honey, lots of sugar, and lots of walnuts on the top. And it's kind of uh, it's just... Mm absolutely sweet and lovely and it, it was always my treat after a day's teaching so i would i would like to have one of those for a year please sounds good to me mm. good so stuff. uh so we are on windswept shrub covered tropical kid drawn islands with a variety of activity books and some bloody cool teaching tools and some great dessert actually it's not too bad when when, when you end up summar summarizing it you think yeah could do yeah. that. Yeah, could do worse. <laughs> could be worse. Yeah. Could be that. But on that note, I think we should bring season ten to an end. Um, Indeed, we shall. Um, thank you, everybody, for coming again today. Good to see every. Well, good to hear everyone again on the podcast. Yeah, they're yeah, very good. Very nice. Always good to do the little roundtables. I do look forward to those episodes. Ah, uh, thank you for joining us, James. Next, uh, can you go back behind the mic, Kerry? We'll see you in season eleven. I'm sure. Oh, and uh, before we go, Sean, shall I tell our listeners where they can find us if they want to share their ideas of what they would bring to a dessert island? Um, we are at the Tuffle Commute, which is tufflecommute.com, our website, where you can find all our back episodes of 10 seasons, which is just over three years of episodes, um, along with show notes for each of the episodes. We are also in all the social media places, such as Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. And of course, we're on all the places where you get your podcasts uh, and if you are listening to this on someone else's podcast you can find us on places like itunes or spotify is easy and any other good podcasting app well done. got it all there sean they did well done well done 10 down see you for okay. number 11 Lindsay. okay thanks everybody bye as your commute is coming to an end Here's an idea you can take into class. Why not use the dessert island format with your students? In the episode, we asked for a book, a teaching resource, and a dessert, but you can adapt it for your students. Some things you could ask them to choose are a film, a song, a website or app, a game, a fruit, a useless object, or a person. Ask each student to choose their objects and then compare them with a partner or in a small group. Get feedback from the class and put all the items on the board. To find out what the class will take to the dessert island, ask your students to vote on their favourite, but make sure they don't vote for their own. You've been listening to The Tefl Commute, an original podcast produced and presented by Lindsay Clanfield, Sean Wilden and James Taylor. Don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast player of choice, and by visiting us at tevilcommute.com.